When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to a brand new week on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment with Donna and Steve. Producer Dawn. Everybody have a good weekend. Yeah. It's a really nice weekend. Yeah. It's just real chill. Real nice. Yeah. Real great. Well, now that that's over. (laughs) Donna, I just want to apologize to you that I did not answer your text. Um, I didn't see it until it was too late. And I thought, she's already in bed. I don't want to wake her up. Probably was. No worries. Do you guys care to share the nature of the text? Or just Uh, should we we just know that you guys were texting? Um, So she said that she watched a movie that I suggested, which we'll be talking about at 930 um, and then she asked me how my baking turned out. Yeah, because Dawn oh. was doing some practice runs. Oh, you were doing uh, the, the, the <laughs> practice runs for Dawn's going to be... When are you When are you on the show on I Twin Cities Live? I think right now she said the 9th. The 9th, okay. Yeah, oh, it's supposed you got to be this week. Of time. Yeah, yeah, it made yeah. me feel a lot better that it was pushed back a little but bit. This is going to be great. Um, let me think here. So Elizabeth is out that day. She's going to be on on vacation that day. Oh. So I don't know. I don't even know who it's. It's going to be me and somebody else. Kelly I don't Hansen. know. What's that? Hanson. Could be Kelly Hanson. Could, 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 could be Kelly. Could be Kelly Hanson. Um, oh, that's you exciting. guys. As we speak, I'm assuming it's as we speak. Um, George Floyd's family and attorneys are kneeling for eight minutes and forty six seconds outside of the courthouse where the trial for Derek Chauvin, former Minneapolis police officer, is underway. (gasps) Opening statements this morning. Yeah. Yeah, this is Um, a big deal. I mean, it was weeks long for them to determine the jury. And then they got that. And it's going to be televised, too, which I think is like a first in Minnesota. This never happened. It feels like it. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so important that it is televised. Yeah, I think it is, because obviously considering um, what happened last summer in the aftermath of of the death of George Floyd, people will want to know what's happening, no matter how it shakes out. They want want the information. Televised or just... Uh, Good question. I would assume. I would assume CNN and... I think that anyone who would want to take it could take it. Sure. You know what I mean? There's sort Mm -hmm. of a a feed up. Um, But yes, people will want information because if you just hear if you're just hearing bits and pieces and reports it's better if you can actually hear what's going on so i think like i mean i'm just hoping for justice and peace yeah those are the things that i'm hoping for but it feels volatile you know it feels volatile yeah it does it feel it 
it feels like we're on eggshells right now. And no matter what happens, somebody's going to be upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but so. opening statements are expected to start after some preliminary matters are resolved. I think they're doing that in a minute or two. So, um, yeah, the world is going to be watching this. Yeah, no kidding. Now, the world was watching a, a less significant, but still a, a global phenomenon was that giant barge yes. in the Suez Canal. Oh, yeah. What is this about? So this is really, really crazy. Um, it's called the Ever Given. It's a mind-bogglingly huge container ship is how they describe it. It's been blocking the Suez Canal for almost a week. I didn't know about this until Friday. It's been holding up an estimated $9.6 billion in goods right. a day. Oh, no. Nobody can get through. Now, it oh. is a lot less stuck than it used to be. This according okay. to the Morning Brew. As of 4 a.m. Eastern this morning, workers were able to partially refloat the ship. And then the stern, which we all know is the back of the boat, was 300 feet clear of the shore. So that is a good thing. But there are at least 367 ships that are stuck in traffic at the Suez Canal. They are carrying all sorts of things, including oil, liquefied oh natural gas, <laughs> sneakers, toys, livestock, toilet uh, paper, cars, oh TVs. Gosh. Around 90% of global retail trade is carried on these big container ships. Yes. And the Suez Canal, which provides a shortcut between Asia and Europe, is critical for the literal flow of goods all around the world. So now it got stuck. It got stuck. The Suez Canal is, this boat is massive. The Suez Canal is only a little bit more massive than that. And so there's a real problem. You can watch traffic reports now. Uh, people are making I'm a lot about of jokes the animals. about it. Me too. That's the only thing I care about are the livestock. Yeah. Well, oh. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Can they just know. get them off the ship for a while and let them graze by the shore? I don't think. I think there might be a water situation that's going to stop that from happening. I, I, how did this thing get stuck? Like, was it too big to yes. get it? Yeah, it was too big. Well, too big. don't you, make, you like, don't well, you do no, a little I, research before you leave the house? I don't know if it's that necessarily. I think it just got stuck. You know, you float a little too far to the right. And then you're like, whoa, 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 we're getting close to land. And then you try to back up, and you're like, up, we're bumping into that. You find yourself almost in like a three-point turn scenario. Oh, God. So, um, but you can go to, if you'd like to track it, istheshipstillstuck.com. Five minutes ago, it says that it has successfully refloated. It was, now, and refloated doesn't mean that the flow is open just yet, but they were able to get water in it. They had, they were sending engineers over. It was a whole thing. Um, It was stuck for six days, three hours, 38 minutes. Probably cost um, around $59 billion in things being stopped up. Damn. By the way, speaking of $59 billion, today is a Money Monday. And coming up at 1130, hour three, if you're listening on the podcast, we have a very special guest. Uh-oh. Donna Valentine. I don't know if I'm ready. She writes, well, you had two hours and 20 minutes to prep. She writes, I have a few things to offer if you'd be so kind. Just three minutes from AARP Magazine, to mm-hmm. which I responded, mm-hmm. I would be honored. I'm really looking forward to this. Also, a real mind-blowing thing. We haven't done this in years. I think we did it a few years ago. I have a mind-blowing fact 
about a penny a day. And then that turns into two pennies. And then we double it and it turns into four. We got some real fun with numbers during Money Monday today. Okay. And I believe our impressions contest is down to five finalists. It is. And I uh, let's see here. Okay, at 10 a.m. today on uh, mytalk1071.com. Uh, and maybe on our Facebook page, but I think it's on my talk. Uh, my talk. That's who we are. Uh, we're going to have the five videos that have, are the finalists for this, so you'll be able to actually see those, hear those, and go and vote for those. There were some really cute, funny submissions that mm-hmm. were sent through. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not one of them. You were featured in a couple. No! Cool it, Dawn. Now, I don't know if yours were in the finalist or not. There were some that we couldn't even accept because they were so good, but too long. Mm-hmm. It'd be a minute oh, yeah. of a low. So there was one that we played on Friday, a mom and her, I think, two daughters, <laughs> and it was so good. I'm glad we got to play it because it was too long. Oh, yeah. Darn it. Our Facebook question today. What's the last great book you read? This means you're reading a book. It does. Yeah, because you would never come up with this question if you weren't reading you know, a book. I don't know, because it strikes me as kind of a low-hanging fruit question. Yeah, that's What's true. What's a show you saw? That's, yeah, right. <laughs> What's what a song you heard? Eyes? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, I'll tell you what I'm uh, reading. I'm excited about this new book. But we'll get a lot of great book recommendations today. So go to our Facebook page and answer that. Um, oh, this is great. When we come back, we got a grab bag. Of things that make you go, huh? This is a. I'm going to give you the start of the question. Don't look it up. And I'm up. You could use a calculator though if you'd like. If all seven billion people on the planet played in a single elimination rock paper scissors tournament, how many games would you need to win to become the champion? Oh, so if the God. field starts with seven billion, <laughs> the number will shock you. We'll get into that. Other dumb things you don't need to know. When we come back, it's Don and Steve on my talk. Hey, Donna. Hey, Steve. When did you get here? I've been here the whole time. Hey, I want to oh. talk with you about my underwear again, if I may. Oh, God. All right, listen. You know that I love my chill boys. They are bamboo boxer briefs, but here is what's happening. I've loved them from the first time that I put them on my legs. Instantly felt the difference. So cool and so comfortable. So now, anytime that I have to put on some stupid underwear uh-huh. that aren't chill boys, uh-huh. I feel like an idiot. You should. You should. They are a local company offering great men's underwear. But can I point out, Steve, that Mm -hmm. um, ladies, if you're tired of thongs making you feel like you've got a constant wedgie, (laughs) might I suggest you get yourself a pair of soft bamboo boxers from Chill Boys? I've always said that I would never wear a thong, but I'll tell you this. If my buddies at Chill Boys made a thong, (laughs) I'd try it on. I'm just saying I would try it on. Hey, if you want more information, you can go to chillboys.com. Chill boys, comfort where it counts. The Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. I'm Donna. Donna, I'm Steve. <laughs> Donna's our producer for hour one. How's your energy level today, Donna? I'm a little con- I'm concerned about you. Me? Yeah. It's pretty good. You I haven't had a any little... coffee until just now. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you oh, seem God. a little low. Oh, do I? Just like a little, a little subdued. And I know that this is gonna, you're gonna grow like a flower before my eyes. Mm. But yeah, that coffee, that's a thing, huh? It's a thing, it's a whole thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. My boyfriend have... texted me, did you sleep okay? You were coughing like crazy, and then after you made noises like you were scared. Oh I almost God. woke you up to make sure you were all right. Like and I said, when did this happen? What time? <laughs> 
one thirty to two thirty. I go all of those times. <laughs> he goes, yeah, you were having a tough time. Oh, oh my gosh! What? I don't even remember that. What? Oh, you might have apnea. Yeah, oh. I think yeah. I do too. I was yeah. coughing and coughing, and then I was going. <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Sounded like you were scared. Oh, no. I would be scared if you if I heard that. If I heard someone scared, I don't in my like bed, that. I'd be scared. I don't yeah. like that. Oh. I start thinking people are possessed. <laughs> you know, there's a ghost. Well, I can I just... assure you, I'm not. Okay. You want me to hit this button, Steve? Hit that one. All right. I will grant you that some of the numbers, facts that I throw out, from time to time, they really suck hard. (laughs) There are occasionally true diamonds in the rough. You will never forget this, and you could offer it up at a boring lunch someday. (laughs) Here's the question that we asked before the break. If all 7 billion people on the planet Played in a single elimination rock, paper, scissors tournament. How many games of rock, paper, scissors would you need to win to become the champion? Or another way of looking at it, since it's March Madness, and I believe this would work out the same way. If instead of a field of 64 teams, they started with 7 billion teams. How many games would you need to win to become the champion? Don, I spoke with Donna during the break and she has asked that you show your math first any guesses as to how many games you would need to win why don't you just tell us (laughs) i am so bad at math everything more fun is a guessing game this is your sleepiness you would love this question at 10 o'clock when that caffeine (laughs) kicks in you'd be like give me more of these well i think you start dividing because it takes two people yes so seven billion divided by two is 3.5 billion. Yes, you're on the right and track. And then you divide that by two. 1.75 billion. Yes, mm-hmm, and then you mm-hmm. keep dividing. Was you that... would only need to win 33 games. What? Of rock, paper, scissors to become the champion. That's why that uh-huh. fact That's is bomb. Again, if all 7 million people on the planet played in a single elimination rock, paper, scissors tournament, you'd only need to win 33 games to become the champion. So I was kind of right. I just stopped. You were. Yep, you just stopped. And yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you didn't... got to 33. <laughs> yeah. But you could have figured it out. Really nice job, Don. Yeah, Don. Uh, Donna, I would love to give out participation trophies here, but you didn't even do that. That's so we're not right. going to well, do it. She didn't get a chance. Yeah. No, she's. <laughs> what? <laughs> she doesn't get the trophy. Okay. Fine. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, when the movie Bad Boys was first being developed, boy, this would have been different. The plan was to have John Lovitz and Dana Carvey as the stars. I've never seen the movie. Oh my god! What? Do I need to see it? It's fun. Their re- their oh, repartee yeah. with one another, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, is fun. I saw the most recent one too. Yeah, how was that? Um, I haven't seen it yet. It's cool. It's cool. It's you know, it gives you the vibes that you want. It's good. Kind of um, like Bad Boys Two better. Well, after some rewrites <laughs> and changes to the film, it wound up being Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Boy, the stories uh, of people Lovitz who are almost John Lovitz and who? Cast. Dana Carvey. Oh, my God. There's no way. Slightly different swagger. Different tone, yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yes. Dana's there doing all these jokes, these impressions. John Lovitz doing his... Yeah, you know, that's the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not as... This is a disaster. And I'm uh, the devil. <laughs> I am the devil. Never quite got into John Lovitz. No. No, no me either. Uh, not my cup of tea. Um, I don't know if this is surprising, but it showed up today, and gosh darn it, I'm going to read it. According to an interview with Walter Disney in the year 1933, Mickey and Minnie Mouse, in case you've ever wondered, are, in fact, married. Oh. Okay. Okay. Were we supposed to believe they were living in sin? <laughs> like, oh, no. Or they were just boyfriend and girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I wonder if some people thought that they were brother and sister, or no? I think they've always put out romantic vibes yeah. oh yeah for sure yeah it may be a domestic partnership which by the way we had people emailed on and say that you know that is not exclusive to a same-sex couple that but is just it anyone... is according to the law and what? according to benefits health benefits you can't just be on somebody else's insurance because yeah. they live in your house like my daughter uh, got if you're straight mine when i was when she was 26 right and it was very yeah, that, that was because she's got a domestic partner. Yeah, wow. she does. But because they're straight, I, I don't I don't they know don't how it works. Yeah, huh. but now it might be you might have to be married now that you know same sex marriage is legal. Oh, right? Would they change right. that from like yeah. a tax standpoint? I bet they would. Uh, hour three tax talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it gave me this as well. The definition of the Inuit word alpac, A-L-P-A-K, uh, is a friend who has had relations with your wife. Oh. Who are you going out with? <laughs> uh, a couple of buddies, an alpac, and my brother. Weird. Isn't that? That, that? that you would have to come up with a word that they felt it necessary yeah, how often does this happen? How it's prevalent just... was it? <laughs> Good. Um, anyway, do you remember the Harlem Shake in 2013? Do you remember? Yeah, that? I was going to ask you guys the same thing. I kind of do. Hmm. I don't remember. Like, I couldn't hum what it sounds like, but it was a it was a big uh, viral craze, kind of like a TikTok thing before TikTok. 
and people would start it and like the room would be kind of normal and then the Harlem Shake would hit and then they'd all be in costumes and doing crazy yeah, dances. Yeah, like I just feel like wrestlers fun. were doing it. Yes, we had the uh, the Miami Heat, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade. They did a very famous one where they were all just going crazy in their locker room. It was really fun. Well, it was the first instrumental song to hit number one on the Billboard chart since the Miami Vice theme back in 1985. Now, there are a few words in Harlem Shake, but it's still classified as instrumental. So, Huh. Yeah. Well, now we're all going to have to go and listen to that. To the Harlem Shake. Wow. Thanks, Steve. Okay. Okay, then. Okay, though. Um, when we come back, <laughs> um, Dawn suggested a movie that she and her honey bunny watched together. I was like, what the hell? I'll watch it, too. It is like no movie you have ever <laughs> seen. We'll tell you what it is. Uh, and whether you should watch it. If you're a parent like me, you understand how hard it can be to work out at home. That's why you will love going to the Y. They have group exercise classes, and it's safe and clean with limited admittance, hand sanitizer everywhere, and well-spaced equipment. And you can even earn a free month if you join by March 31st. So just go to ymcanorth.org. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. So John and I both watched the same movie over the weekend. I um, this normally would not be the type of movie on my radar. Yeah, but you said it was really funny, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to check it out. I didn't really know too much about it going in, but it's called Bad Trip, and I believe it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. It stars Eric Andre, who has a Comedy Central show. He's a like a prankster type guy I, this is like I've never a heard of him type movie okay and then it has the super funny guy from get out oh, yes. Lil oh, yes. Rel- yeah, Howry yeah, yeah. and Lil Ray Howry yes yes and Tiffany Haddish is like you've never seen unbelievable <laughs> it is so funny so Steve it's really weird Dawn help me out if I'm not doing a good job of this but it's basically there's two parts to this movie one part is a narrative, a, a very uh, cliche story yeah. of a guy who wants to get the girl and he's going on a road trip to try and get, get her, her to yeah. fall in love with him. But while all that's going on, there are unsuspecting people who are being pranked while they're doing the storytelling. Oh, okay. It's like a prank show, but it's a prank movie like Borat, where people think it's real. And this is, it's not for kids, okay? At all. Or you, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm just thinking of that one scene. Oh. With the, um, at the zoo. (laughs) Uh Oh. I was not so I think he can handle that because he was interested in the rhino. Yeah. Love making. Deeply. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that so part. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy, but you it's know. so. I mean, it, yeah, it is what it is. It's it's laugh out loud funny. Not, I wouldn't say throughout the whole movie, but it is funny. And you're just like, wow, look at how Tiffany Haddish has transformed herself. Oh my God. I mean, this made me just love her. I know. I have like a little bit of the trailer here. A lot of it is just um, visual, but. This kind of gives part of the storyline. We're not taking my sister's car, man. He will kill us. Your sister's in jail. She'll never know. 
don't kill nobody. I'll kill every single one of you. Snitches get stitches. Oh my god. She plays someone who's escaped from jail. And she's like she's all the tatted sister. up. Uh, uh, yes. And she's all she is so scary. At what point she steals a cop car in front of people <laughs> and she breaks the door off. Now keep in mind these people think this is real. I mean they're right. like ah! and they're like running from her and she's in her <laughs> orange jumpsuit. <laughs> it's real she is excellent in this. I mean, if you like Tiffany Haddish at all, you are going to love this movie. Yeah. She, when did she, this movie come out? Good question. Well, it was supposed to come out in like a long time ago, but COVID stopped all of that. So okay. it was supposed to come out in 2019. Oh, wow. And then it was pushed back. So my boyfriend has been waiting a long time for this movie because he really likes Eric Andre. Who's sure. going to be a huge star. Yeah. He's, he's, I mean, this, this, movie to me is borat level funny wow yeah yeah it's i mean just it's prank after prank and you're like oh you get embarrassed you know you get that secondhand embarrassment like i can't but the way the people react i mean and then at the end watch the credits because they show the reveals to all the people that find out that it's a prank and they're all so excited and laughing and they just uh, i mean there are people there. I mean, there's a car crash scene that I have no idea how they did. I don't either. It is and came absolutely out alive. amazing. Um, there's a part where he's dangling from a, a building, mm-hmm. and there are people trying to talk the Tiffany Haddish to not let him go, and they're on a bullhorn, and they're like regular people, and they're trying to talk just to by her. a taco truck, and they're like, "You don't want to do this." You gotta, you gotta save him. I mean, they're like pleading <laughs> with with Tiffany Haddish for this guy's life. So it's really a, also a social experiment. Yeah, you know what I mean to see, you know, what would you do? That whole thing, <laughs> you know, because there are times where someone is clearly the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, sure. But people want their. It's just. In them, it's to just, be a, to help, yes. like oh no, and to oh, be involved. Way. Yes, you know, it's like there are people that like get themselves involved, and the husband's like, Tracy, you need to stop talking. Yeah, you're talking too much. <laughs> you know, like they're trying to protect one another, like they want to help, but they know they shouldn't. It's it's really a really cool movie. It's called Bad Trip, and I had never heard of this Eric Andre. I know I know he did some stuff with Adult Swim. Yeah, also. he had a, he has a show. Okay, and that's on Comedy Central. I think so. And so does he out funny Lil Ray Howery? By the way, because he's really funny too. Like who's the who's the yes. who's the comedic champion in this movie? Eric Andre. Yeah. Okay. For but, sure. That's great. But he needs he needs um, Lil Ray. Howery. Oh my God, yeah. he's still funny too. They're all equally Tiffany Haddish. She's the MVP. I mean, yeah, for sure. Just she for... is plays the thuggiest thug ever. Like Steve, I would have. Ne- I never really thought of her as a you know a really great actress or anything. Sure, this just more really, of a comedian. Yeah, this shows her range. Like oh, you would she's not believe. Unbelievable! Wow. <laughs> oh my god, there's so many scenes that are just you're just like oh god, and they no. don't do it for they don't take each little skit too long they cut it off at the right time yeah so you're like oh my god i mean you're laughing and then they'll go into scenes where it's just them and it's like the real the story you know it's just kind of a blend of those 
You know? Right. Yeah. Right, like, right. Yeah. yeah. This Boy, there are some fun reviews to read on it, um, on Google reviews, too. I mean, people saying that they were just laughing so hard, in tears, yes. cry laughing. Yes. Five minutes in, somebody says. I was cry laughing five minutes into this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was, too. Wow. I was like, oh, my gosh, no. Oh. And this, and you would recognize Eric Andre. I think you, you would look at his face and go, oh, God, I know this guy. Yeah. Um. But he really puts himself out there. Like there, <laughs> there are situations where he's very vulnerable. Sure. Let's just say, yeah, physically. <laughs> yeah, vulnerable. I, I heard his clothes get sucked off at one yes, point. Yes, he is nude at a point, but you don't see the front. You do, well, you well, see a little bit <laughs> through the legs. <laughs> there is a scene with an unfortunate incident with his hoo-ha oh no oh yeah oh yeah yeah i mean this is chock full of just fun it's a good time it really is it's so fun steve you and your wife should watch it there is one vulgar part that i just grosses me out so bad but you could get beyond that you can get beyond it it's just a few seconds just don't watch it with the kids okay yeah okay no, no 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 No, no, no. No, Oh, yeah. Now, here's another review. I am disgusted is how it starts. Ah, Does it really? (laughs) Yes, it does. Who who wrote this one? Oh, no. This is like a user. These are user reviews. Uh I don't don't know if the critics are taking their time out on Bad Trip or not. No, the critics are... are, I've read a few reviews that were really good. Vulture has one. The New York Times has one. Um... Um, Roger so did it just e- drop Roger on Netflix Ebert. on Friday then? Like I think so, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Herbert. Herbert. Roger Herbert. Herbert. <laughs> so yeah, check oh, yeah, it that's, out. See, they still do, like, so they still have RogerEbert.com even after his passing. Yeah, I think it's... Makes it seem like he's still with us. Who was the other guy? Roger Ebert and... Uh, well, there was Gene Siskel. Gene yeah. Siskel. And then there was uh, um, Roper. Ebert and Roper. Right, 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 right. So I wonder if it's just the staff at yeah. RogerEbert.com. <laughs> um, guys, hmm. it looks like um, Sharon Osbourne is out at the talk. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm guessing she's getting paid. I'm, they're saying that it was her decision to leave. I don't believe anyone on anything. Good. <laughs> and she is, right. you know, she's upset because she thinks that they they threw her under the bus, you know, and they did an internal investigation, but they're kind of like putting that on the side right now. Okay. They're just, yeah, they're making it more like Sharon decided to leave. Mm. Mm. Me not buy that. I I don't buy it either. So right now, are they still on hiatus? I think they are. And this wasn't like an unplanned hiatus, right? I mean, this was just, okay, we need to regroup. And then they got to figure out all this business, the business side of it all. Oh, yeah. Um, Is it a, well, well, why don't we get into it after the break? Why don't we do that? I also heard from, uh, I didn't hear from personally, Woody Allen. 
Mm-hmm. Speaking yeah. of, I don't know if you saw this, yeah, Donna or Dawn. Yeah. It's going to irritate up. you both. I know. I'm, I'm the same. It's like, right. just shut your... All right, I'll read a quick, just go I'll, away. I'll just... read a quick little bit from Woody, too, okay. after All the right. break. You guys are going to get mad. It's okay. Right. <laughs> we'll get over it. I'll get more coffee, okay? Okay. And we'll be right back on my talk. Good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. We saw something. We're going to say something. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Hmm. 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 (sighs) The talk and Sharon Osbourne have parted ways. This news comes two weeks after that controversy over an on-air confrontation between Sharon Osbourne and one of her co-hosts, Cheryl Underwood. Also, uh, amid allegations that she had made racist and homophobic remarks about her colleagues in the past, um, CBS is saying that the events... Uh, of that broadcast were upsetting to everyone, including the audience watching it at home. So as part of their review, they concluded that Sharon's behavior toward her co-host during that episode did not align with their values for a respectful workplace. They Mm. also uh, did not find any evidence that CBS executives orchestrated the discussion or blindsided any of the hosts Because that was one of the things that was being said Mm -hmm. that Sharon didn't know that that was going to happen. That conversation was going to take place and felt blindsided. So now Sharon's people are saying um, they're basically saying that Sharon has been kind and friendly with her host. She's thrown them parties. She's invited them to her home in the U.K., And she's had so many other gestures of kindness that are too many to name. And she's disappointed but unfazed and hardly surprised by the lies and the recasting of history and the bitterness coming out at this moment. Because Leah Remini was Mm. one person who went on the record Mm. as saying that she's witnessed Sharon use racist and homophobic language. So... This is going to be a really nasty. Oh, Sharon's going to do interviews. Are you kidding? She's she'll probably be on Piers Morgan's show. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. The oh. two of them will like chummy up. Mm. Boy, I mean to think they both had uh, gigs three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Right? How much has changed? Oh, that's you know, right. He doesn't have a show. Oh, that's sure. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where are they going to do a show? Oh, they're going to well, do a podcast. Probably. Yeah, when in doubt. Podcast. <laughs> they're going to do an Instagram live. Yeah, Instagram yeah, Live, do a YouTube channel. Uh, yeah. Well, well, well. Well, that's. Did you mention anything about a, a severance of pay out there? No. There's. There, do you have any info on that? No, but uh, yeah, it'll be big. She's trying to. I mean, the word is is that she's suing them, and she's mm. going to the network for damages there's also rumors that she wants to be paid out for the remaining of her contract mm. mm-hmm. yeah getting rid of a big name star on a big name uh, on, on a big show relative yeah um costs a lot of money just cost a lot of money like didn't megan kelly get paid out a 
gazillion yeah. dollars yeah. whenever. She really well, and did. Sharon is one of the original members. She's sure, so she's probably one, got executive right? producing yeah. credits to her name there and stake in the show. And yeah, that'll be that'll be a long process, I bet. That would be my guess, and an expensive one. Yeah, I kind of want to hear from her. From Sharon? Yeah, I kind of want to hear what she has to say without any bitterness, though, even though that's well, going to be difficult. But. That, that might take a little while. This is, a, this is raw. Didn't Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight, he spoke with her a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And he got a lot of backlash on his Instagram um, saying, like, oh, come on, man, like, this is, you're legitimizing her and her comments. But he had a different approach of, like, look, I know her and I want to sit down and talk with her and... Um, and yeah, it didn't go over great. It's tough to win over the public opinion on any, you know, issues like this, right yeah, or wrong as yeah. you may see it, clear as you might see it. Um, it's yeah, it's, oh, it's gonna tricky. be a tough one. All right. By the way, Woody Allen is in the news. <sighs> okay. So, uh, did you see the segment on CBS Sunday Morning? Also, it's on Paramount Plus as well. I fell asleep. Featuring a, a year-old interview with Woody Allen and then they they pulled it out so there was a piece by their correspondent CBS Sunday Morning Aaron Moriarty um, about cancel culture and they used examples of controversial musicians comedians filmmakers including the likes of Louis CK Michael Jackson Woody Allen Uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter what made that segment notable was that it took aim at an interview with Allen conducted by CBS News uh, again, this is also streaming on Paramount Plus, which for those like me who didn't know is the new CBS All Access. Mm. Moving on, mm-hmm. they say if someone is, they're now being critical of their work, saying if someone is there being interviewed, they're given a kind of legitimacy just by the fact that they are being interviewed on a big newscast. Is what an art critic Aruna D'Souza said of the Woody Allen interview in that segment that was broadcast on Sunday. So that interview with Woody Allen. It was filmed last summer, never aired on CBS, and then just debuted as part of a larger story that included an interview with Gail King um, that she conducted with Dylan Farrow in 2018, as well as the Moriarty segment that ran on CBS this past Sunday. It was his first one-on-one TV interview with a U.S. broadcaster in nearly 30 years. Wow. His last interview was with, incidentally, CBS is 60 Minutes. That was back in 1992. And that interview came after Woody Allen's memoir was canceled. Um, and then they sort of shut all of that down. So I have questions. Uh, you can go ahead and ask one. Why did it never air? Thank that you for asking. sounds fishy to me until uh, now. Thank you for asking. In a statement, Columbia Broadcasting System. Hmm said that the interview was shelved due to the, quote, active news cycle last year with COVID-19 raging, the presidential election, and social justice protests across the country. The decision to air it on Paramount Plus was due to, quote, renewed interest in the controversy surrounding the filmmaker, saying, to be honest, due to the swirling controversy, the storm of opinion, both pro and con, we gave careful consideration whether to do this interview at all. Mm. But you're about to see it, is what Cowan said before they... Aired it. So if you want to see it um, within its new context, you can. It's on Paramount Plus if you want to actually hear from Woody Allen. Now, bear in mind, 
The interview is taking place before the uh, Allen versus Farrow docuseries came out on mm-hmm. HBO Max. I doubt that Woody Allen's answers would be changed regarding the yeah. topic. It's clearly one he's been familiar with for decades now. Well, go ahead. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, that's it. Well, <laughs> he has like this really stupid quote about, and I'm just going off of memory, that Dylan was a good kid. He doesn't think she's lying. He thinks that she does believe what she believes. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though it's not true. Correct. Mm. Yeah, so he, what he is saying mm-hmm. is essentially she's, he doesn't believe that she is outright lying, but he also maintains that Mia Farrow planted a false memory in her head. I don't think so. Uh, also, he had something to say about all the actors who have spoken out against him and said that they'll never work with him again, saying, quote, I think they are well-meaning, but they're foolish. All they're doing is persecuting a perfectly innocent person, and they're enabling this lie. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I think people should be able to make that decision for themselves. Like, you know what? I don't believe Woody Allen, so I'm not going to work with him. I think that's perfectly fine. And if you're like... I believe Woody Allen is innocent and you work with him. That's on you. (laughs) Yeah. Because I don't know how anyone can come away from watching that docuseries and not believe that little girl. Yep. And all the witnesses. Hmm. Just the strange behaviors. Then he goes and marries his kid. Yeah, that's a warning sign, everyone. I would say... you're watching from a distance... Marrying your stepdaughter is objectively weird and not okay. Yeah, especially when you're like a 60-year-old man and she's 18. Something ain't right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, I wish now, I could get... Go ahead. Uh, I am still going to watch Midnight in Paris. Now, I say that like I have it on my plans. That's fine. I've only watched it one time, and D-word, I really loved it. Owen Wilson was great. You know it's got Rachel McAdams in it. Sorry, it's Steve. Dang it. You do you, man. Right? Don and I will just silently judge you. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what we all mean when we say you do you? Yep, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, right. that's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> bye, Don. Uh, bye, bye. Don. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Thank you. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll have a dirt alert. And, um, oh, Sean Mendez had his car stolen. We'll discuss.